Hi, this is Sammy Smiles, and I'm your host, Sammy Vance. This podcast is sure to leave you inspired and with a smile. Now let's get right into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Sammy Smiles. I'm your host, Sammy Vance, and today I am super excited for this guest. With football season starting, I, um, I'm extra excited for this. So he had 71 interceptions, holds the record for 32 fumble recoveries by a defensive player and 12 interception return for a touchdown. He is a Super Bowl winner and in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yes, I'm talking about Rod Woodson. Rod is from my hometown of Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I feel so honored that he agreed to be the guest, be a guest on my podcast. So thank you so much for being here. It is my pleasure. And we just found out we went to the same middle school. Yeah, that's really cool. When, well, when I was there, it was our junior high mm-hmm. when I went there. So yeah, so it's pretty neat. Yes. <laughs> So I have to admit that I, I am not um, an expert about football, but I have two brothers and my dad who love it, and fall means football in our house. So Friday night, they go to high school games, and then Saturday, watch Notre Dame games, and Sunday, pro games. So I had to do my research before this, but um, yeah, it all worked out. So well. I like everything that you said, except your dad and your brother wanted to watch Notre Dame. That's the only thing I kind of don't like since I went to Purdue. But mm-hmm. other than that, I like the football stuff. <laughs> yeah, my mom told me that um, you went to Purdue and their rivalries of Notre Dame. So, you know, it, but that's not me. I am not like, like I said, I don't know much about football. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just hold that against your brother and your dad. That's a good idea. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so you played high school football at Snyder, and which my brother goes to, um, college at Purdue, like you said, and 17 years in the NFL being first round draft pick in 18 or 1987 uh, by the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you were in the NFL longer than I have been alive. I'm 12. So <laughs> what is something that you learned back in high school football that encouraged you to keep playing and uh, pushing you to the next level? I mean, football, sports in general, just taught me how to work hard, how to work inside of a team uh, setting when you don't always agree with people around you. I mean, that's we all live and work inside of a team atmosphere all the time. Uh, So we just have to and that it helped me kind of like see people who don't look like me, uh, don't live by me. uh, But we have one common goal uh, on game day. And throughout the week, uh, planning for that game to to win and to play our best and to be a better version of ourselves, you know, tomorrow than we are today. Uh, and the only way we could do that is by being honest with ourselves um, individually, so we can come together collectively. And and that's what I love about football is just the ultimate team sport. Uh, one person is not going to win a game. You know, it takes all uh, 11 players on the field working together, down in, down out, throughout the whole game itself, but then throughout all the practices and all the film study. So I I think in high school, it just taught me how to work hard, uh, how to believe in myself. I I think as I, you know, played a little bit better from my sophomore year to my junior year, I started getting more confidence in who I was and and more belief in who I saw in the mirror. 
Um, and when I did that, I just kind of just played a little bit better my senior year. And voila, I got a lot of um, different scholarship offers. And um, it, it, was a, it was one of those things I, I wasn't looking forward to playing college football like that. Um, but, you know, learning from, you know, those hot summer days in Fort Wayne, we were running some sprints and all that stuff. It just taught me how to work hard and how to push through the times that you don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I honestly think that's great advice as well. And um, I know my brother has learned so much from football, uh, both of my brothers. And I think, yeah, it definitely like inspires and motivates. Um, even though, like I said, I don't know much about football, but like I definitely know that it's helped so many people. And I love that. Um, so in 2009, you were inducted in Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, that is a huge honor, I have heard. And during your recognition, you were uh, you were quoted as saying that uh, you don't go searching for awards and recognition. Um, you go, uh, you, bleh, sorry, uh, so, I'm so sorry. Um, awards okay. and recognition for the camps helping others. You said that not that's not why you do it. I or you said okay. So I quote you said that's not why I do it. I don't do it for the recognition, I do it for the kids. And I think that is so great and really important and inspiring. I feel the same way about what I do. I have been honored for, with some awards and I like to tell, but I like to tell people that even uh, though I have gotten awards and it is a great honor, I do it to help uh, do what I do to help other people um, and to meet other people and just to spread kindness in general. I don't do it for the awards, even though they do help spread my word. But um, yeah, that's not why I do it or started it at all. So uh, yeah, I just do it to help others. So I like how we can relate in that way. Uh, Can you tell the listeners about the feeling of being in the Hall of Fame and knowing your impact uh, through football and everything else you do? Well, I mean, you know, going in, being inducted to the Hall of Fame was kind of so surreal because I was number 300 and I think like 36, something like that. Um, the inductor. So, it's, only, it's you know, out of all the people who've ever played pro football, there's only 300. I think right now, including this year, is like 354 individuals in that Hall of Fame. So, you know, to be in that, to be, to be in that building, to have my Bron Busk that's going to be there for life uh, as long as this earth is standing um, is kind of so surreal. So just being from Fort Wayne and I started playing football because my two older brothers played ball, football. I was the youngest of three boys. And so I was like, hey, I want to play. I want to be around my brothers. And, you know, so that was the first thing. Secondly, you know, everything that I do in my life, I don't do to get recognition. I don't mentor young men and women to, to say I'm a mentor. I've never said that I've been a mentor to anybody. I just do it. And I do it to help them and to benefit them because all the people that have been in my life throughout my, my, you know, my childhood, throughout my young adulthood, throughout my being a, a, a father, um, is they did it because they cared for me. And, you know, I'm giving back to what was given to me. And I think that's how we all should be. We should all inspire to give back to what was given to us. Uh, we never make it 
to a certain point in our lives by ourselves. Um, I believe in a, that we're not an island unto itself. Uh, we're all of a piece of the puzzle. Uh, that's always this, the case in everything about life. Um, you can never do anything alone. I've never seen anybody accomplish anything alone. You always do it as a team. And maybe somebody else gets more of the credit than someone else, but they've always had people working behind the scenes to get that other person known and recognized. So I just, I really believe in that. And I believe in when, you know, you, if you have an opportunity to, to give back, be it monetarily, be it through words, be it through encouragement, be it through planting a seed in someone where someone else can come around, come by and water that seed. Um, I think you have to do it. Um, so that's, you know, that's my, you know, throughout my life, I've always been one to give back to people who, the, and, and, and remembering people who've helped me throughout my life. So I would always encourage all young individuals, and even you, I mean, you're so young. I wouldn't have thought about doing a podcast when I'm your age. I mean, I would have been out in the park, <laughs> you know, playing basketball, playing football, playing street football. I mean, doing all that other kid stuff, but really you're encouraging people to, to smile and you're encouraging people to give cheer I mean, smiles are, is a very positive thing. It's a very important thing in our lives. And I think we saw that last year, you know, there's one silver lining with the pandemic is that we realize family and friends meet everything. And we don't have to be grinding, spending all day long at work, but being together, seeing each other smile, seeing how much time that we we don't have a lot of time on this earth. It goes pretty fast. I mean, I'm 56 now and it's, it's gone pretty quick. I remember, I remember being your age. Um, so it's, I, I think it's, I think it's very important. I think you're so ahead of the curve because you're doing what a lot of kids don't even think about doing. So you're ahead of the curve, giving people smiles and encouraging people to laugh and to find, you know, common ground with, anything they do in their lives. Yeah, thank you so much for saying that. And I agree with everything you said, I think, because um, like, I just think what you've been saying is just super inspiring and um, like, it's making me smile. But yeah, I think like you were, I was watching your, I'm pretty sure it was the Football Hall of Fame speech um, earlier today. And like, I was just so inspired by that and motivated to keep moving on. And I like, I love it. So um, the next topic is uh, things we have in common. So you grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and that's where I live. Uh, you went to Black Hawk, as you said, and that's where I go now. Um, and you went to Snyder, which I have my brother's Snyder shirt on right now. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, my brother goes to Snyder and I will be going to Snyder. And yeah, I just think that's super cool. So another thing we have in common is I read that you can be shy sometimes. So, and so can I, that's why I started Sammy's Buddy Bench Project. Mm -hmm. I saw shy and lonely kids and wanted to make sure that they had a way to make friends easier. And I've been shy myself a lot and had to overcome that um, for the past four years. And yeah, so that's also why I started, uh, one of the reasons I started Sammy smiles because it's another way, yet another way to overcome my shyness. Uh, but I tend to still be shy in big groups of people I don't know. So how did you 
uh, how did you and how do you overcome your shyness um, when you need to? Well, I mean, when I went to Purdue, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a real talkative person, even though I, you know, I had a job talking on TV, <laughs> but um, I'm not a real, you know, so for me, when I went to Purdue, I took a class and it was just a, really a communication class and the professor would come in. It was just a pass fail grade. Um, it was only one credit and he would come in, he would put the paper down and whatever was the topics of, you know, in the news and the paper, we had to speak on, we had to give our take on it. And if we didn't talk, we didn't pass. So it helped me kind of get out of my shyness to talk to people I don't really know. I mean, I'll talk to people I know, but people I really don't know, I really don't go out of my way to make the conversation go. Um, they would have to make that conversation go for, you know, to have that conversation with me. Um, so it, it, it kind of, that really helped me. And I was, you know, 17, 18-ish at the time when I did that. And that really helped me understand I do have a voice. And I can talk to people. I'm kind of still the same way today, though, where people still have to make the conversation with me. And, you know, my wife always asked me, you know, what is my one of my pet peeves? And, and I said, I have two pet peeves in life, a talkative person who just never stops and people who stop at a stop sign completely when nobody else is around. So I have like two of them. But, you know, for me, helping me, just helping me talk to people, just getting out and you know, doing that in, at Purdue, doing that little class at Purdue, that really helped me understand that I do have a voice and I'm, it's okay to say hello to people you don't know. Um, and that, that kind of got me going to still be able to speak to people that it, I normally wouldn't talk to. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, I feel like I can relate to that on so many levels as well. Um, but now I'd like to talk about your football camps. So you have done football camps for youth uh, for years, sharing your knowledge and preparing them for their future. Uh, you recently started a new camp that is also a 5013C called Hope, uh, Hope Through Football. And the first camp was here in Fort Wayne at Snyder. My brother went to it and had a great experience. He was one of the three quarterbacks and said he, uh, the highlight of his year uh, was when you told him that he had the best pass of the camp. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit, uh, can you tell the listeners a little bit about what HOPE stands for and what um, this, uh, what the HOPE camp will do and like is about? Well, I mean, HOPE is helping our youth practice excellence through football. And sports, which I kind of mentioned earlier, sports, it can teach you a lot of things if you let it. Um, football was my kind of my go-to, even though I ran track and I did play basketball in high school, but sports in general just teaches you how to have self-confidence. Um, one of the main reasons I do the camp, and it's not because it helps kids if they do want to go play college football at any different university at a big school or a small school. But at the end of the day, our, our hashtag for our players, and it was on the back of all our kids' shirt was, I can, I will. So our goal is to, when a, when a kid sees himself in the mirror, they like who they see in the mirror and they believe in the person they see in the mirror. I, mean, I think that's very critical for kids to know that they are special. They all have different gifts. Um, every kid has different abilities, but they have to believe in who they see. 
And that's really, at the end of the day, that's what the camp is for, even though we do teach football. But we do talk about life. We talk about going to college. Um, you know, so we have different conversations with the kids throughout it. And, um, you know, we're going to keep coming back. So if kids who do want to play college football, if they do, they'll kind of go through a system of what it's going to be like when they do go to college. When we do an install period, then they go to practice. But then we also talk about being being NCAA certified uh, eligible, being getting into Westinghouse. When do you have to be there? What's your grade point average if you do want to get a scholarship in a bowl subdivision and a sub bowl division? So, um, you know, I, I love it. I did camps way back in the day before you were born for quite a long time in Fort Wayne. And um, when I was working with the Raiders as a coach and got fired, a couple years ago, about three years ago, a little over three years ago, I was just like, you know, got in my prayer closet and I was like, well, okay, what do you want me? Where do you want me, guy? And he was like, I want you to go back to the grassroots. I want you to go back to football. I want you to go back to the kids and give them love to the kids and, you know, help them out um, through, through football. Um, and so that's my, that's my platform. My platform is football. Yes. Um, we're on the field, yes, but it's bigger than that. And at the end of the day, if we can just plant a seed to each kid that comes to our camp to let them know that they are special and they can believe in the person they see in the mirror uh, and they can be a better version of themselves each and every day, the next day than they were the day before, um, that's all we want. That's, that really is. And if we can do that in Fort Wayne each and every year because we're going to keep coming back, then Fort Wayne's a better community for it. Uh, hopefully. And then we can go to different cities. Each city can be the same way. Uh, we're also going to do the same thing internationally. Um, but my goal is just to let kids know they are special. If, if they want to play college football, that's great. If not, just go to school, finish, know the big picture. Um, but at the end of the day, just believe in who you are. And if you can believe in who you are as you grow, then you can accomplish anything in your life. I love it. I love the quote, I can, I will. And I love that the camp has many different meanings to it, um, including football and more beyond that. And I just, I inspired by that. So my brother, Aaron, the one that went to your camp will be a freshman quarterback at Snyder this year. So I will be learning more about football really soon and probably having to watch a lot of his games. Um, but yeah, it, it, it'll be helpful, I think. Maybe I'll like it'll be, fun. it'll be fun. Yeah. So a few years back, he wrote an essay about about you for a contest. His last paragraph was this. We can all try for one uh, one goal to succeed and encourage one another uh, to be the best they can, uh, the best they can be no matter the race. I hope one day to have the same positive impact and success that Rod Woodson has has had. And I think that's just really inspiring. So what is it like to know you are impacting kids uh, for generations to come? I mean, you know, I've been blessed to have, you know, God gave me such natural ability uh, athletically to play a game and get paid really well for it. <laughs> you know, I mean, nobody's worth $25 million, you know, how these guys make so much money nowadays. Um, but I think everybody who who goes through and, and are successful from other people because it's it's because of 
fans coming to the stadium. It's because of fans wanting to see individuals play whatever sport it might be or whatever movie star, whatever movie you want to go watch. All those people are stars because of the fan base. And to give back, you know, I think we'll be selfish if we didn't give back to people who succeeded, who've had a platform and can't give back to the next generation. That's, that's to me, is selfishness. And that's not how I was raised. Um, so, you know, planting that seed. And uh, so many people plant seeds, planted seeds in me when I was younger. My mom and dad would say something to me or a friend would say something to me or a teacher would say something to me or a coach would say something. And it really didn't resonate the day they said it. But then somebody else said it. And I probably still didn't resonate completely with me the next year or two years after that. But then somebody came along maybe three years from now or four years from now, and they say the exact same thing. And somewhere in your spirit, you go, oh, yeah, that that is really good. But it's already there. It's just, it's growing. And then when somebody else comes and waters that spirit or that thought or that seed that was planted in you, then now you start to say, oh, okay, I know my path starts to change a little bit. So it's for me, it was just giving and planting seeds, hopefully, if not planting seeds, maybe watering because maybe somebody else has already said that to the kid um, or to the young player. And, um, And it's, I just feel that it's my obligation to give back since so much was given to me. And, you know, I feel very blessed and honored that people remember who I am. Um, You know, so, you know, to me, it's just, I just feel it's my obligation to give back to the kids and and try to help. You know, the old saying is it takes a village to raise a kid. And nowadays we are kind of like in our own little boroughs and we don't like to help out other neighbors or across the street or across the city where we should. It should still be the same. And um, that's just ingrained in who I am. And until I die, until God takes me home, that's what I'm gonna keep doing. I love that and think that is super inspiring. Um, So if you would allow me, I would like to donate $100 to Hope for Football to allow uh, for one or two kids to be able to go to the camp for free next year. Oh, that's that's so sweet of you. Yeah, I'd just love to help out in any way I can um, because of all the work you're doing. And I just think it's super inspiring. So, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners before we get to the rapid fire round? No, I just want to say how awesome you are because your age, I told, like I said a little bit ago, I would, I would, first, I would not have been sitting on a computer talking to somebody I really didn't know. Um, I would have been doing something else. So I, I think you're so more mature than your age and the things that you're doing to bring smiles to other people, I think is tremendous. Um, so you're way ahead of where I was at my, at, when I was your age. So you're way ahead of me. So you're doing a wonderful job of inspiring, not just kids, but even adults like myself. I think it's tremendous what you're doing. Thank you so much. Um, so that means so much coming from you. And yeah, just thank you so much. Um, so if you're ready to get onto the rapid fire round, then I am. Let's do it. Okay. So basically I just ask you a few questions and you can answer this with, with the first thing that comes to mind. All right, let's go. Okay. 
So what is harder, parenting or uh, pro football? Parenting. Uh, do you... <laughs> parenting. <laughs> do you like the colors black and yellow uh, as uh, considering you went to Snyder, uh, Purdue, and um, the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yes, my favorite colors are black and gold, black and yellow. My movie room here at the house is black and gold. <laughs> nice. So uh, what's your favorite food? Oh, Mexican. Yeah, that, that's good. Yes, I would. I can eat that forever. Tamales, to be Pacific. I'm trying to think if I've ever had tamales. Like, I've heard that they're good, but. Oh, you, you got to have tamales. They're awesome. <laughs> nice. I'll have to try them. Um, favorite animal? Oh, dog. No, yeah. I'm sorry. No, wolf. Huh. That used to be my sister's favorite animal. Yeah. Yes, I love wolves. Nice. Uh, so did you pick the number 26 for your jersey? No, the jersey picked me. <laughs> I, <like that. laughs> no, I was just given the number my first year at uh, Snyder. Because I, like, I, I think in like Blackhawk, I had like 11 or 12 or something like that. Um, and before that, when I played for Powell, I had, a, you know, a small, you know, double digit number, but it was like 12 or 14 or something of that nature. So when I got to Snyder, coach gave me 26 and it stuck. Nice. Uh, so what is your favorite board game to play? Favorite board game, Yahtzee. Yeah, Yahtzee's fun. We play that as a family sometimes. Okay, so this one's from my brother. Uh, who is the toughest wide receiver to guard? When I played, ooh, it would probably, well, it would be, I've got to say two people. One was a guy, uh, Andre Reed. He played for the Buffalo Bills. He's also a Hall of Famer. And the other guy is a guy who played for the Cleveland Browns. His name was Webster Slaughter. And he, me and him had some pretty good battles. It was pretty good. Nice. Um, yeah, thanks. My brother wanted to know that. So uh, thanks for answering. Uh, so where can people find you on social media to follow your, uh, your amazing journey? I have my Twitter, which is at Rod Woodson 26. And then I am on Instagram. And I have no idea what my Instagram is. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe it's just Rod Woodson. I don't even know. I, I've made it. I made it, but I don't go there that often. Because I'm not a social media guy, even though I'm trying to be more and more and more. Um, but I really don't pay attention to it a bunch. Yeah. Well, make sure to follow him in his amazing journey. So for the last question to ask all my guests, what is something that makes you smile? Family. Being with the family. Got five kids, uh, three grandkids. So it is being with the family makes me smile because I get to see them grow and see them become young adults. I love that. That's a, that's a good answer and family makes me smile too. So thank you so much for being on this podcast. As you can see, it definitely is making me smile. Uh, so yeah, I really hope this makes everyone smile who is listening or watching this. And remember that you don't just have to be an adult to make a difference. You could be a kid too. I have a great day. Bye.